grace to you and peace from God our Father and from our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. Amen. The word of God for our meditation this morning is today's verse of the day, Galatians chapter 4, verses 4 and 5. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. This is the word of our God, my dear brothers and sisters in Christ. You ever known somebody who just has a real knack for giving gifts? They're just really good at it. In my family, that's my oldest brother, Mark. We used to have the custom years ago in my family that the adults would draw names at Christmas time, and everybody was hoping that Mark would draw their name because he just always seems to find the perfect gift. And let me give you an example. A number of years ago, I think it was at my birthday, my brother gave me a really nice gym bag, and it's something that I actually really needed. And as I was sitting there and examining this and, and looking at its high quality and thanking him for it, he said, oh, look in the front pocket. In the front pocket was a cassette tape of one of my favorite bands, their latest recording from Dire Straits, and I was really excited about that. So my brother gave me something that I really, really needed and would be very useful, but he also gave me something that would be fun, something that I would really enjoy. Now keep in mind, this happened more than 30 years ago. The fact that I even remember it tells you something about my brother's skill at giving gifts. Well, our Father in heaven is no slouch when it comes to giving gifts, is he? In fact, Scripture says every good and perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of heavenly lights. And lying in that manger is proof positive of our God's gift-giving ability. What a perfect gift, a gift given at exactly the right time, a gift that perfectly meets our needs, and a gift that brings perfect results for us. The Galatian Christians were under spiritual attack. Some false teachers had infiltrated that congregation and were teaching the Galatians that Jesus didn't really do enough to save them. They had to complete their salvation by their own obedience. And so Galatians is a very pointed letter in which the Apostle Paul pleads with them to rely on Christ alone. In our text, he tells them why Jesus alone is the perfect Savior. First, he came at exactly the right time. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son. Some Bible translations use the phrase, in the fullness of time. Think of a bucket being filled at a faucet. Once that, that bucket has been filled, it's full of water, you turn the faucet off, and it is ready to be used for watering the garden or washing the car or whatever. In a sense, at the time of Jesus, the bucket of history was full. Everything was ready for the coming of God's one and only Son. Historians and theologians speculate as to why 2,000 years ago was exactly the right time. They mention things like anticipation among the Jewish people for the coming of the Messiah. They were under Roman rule, occupation, and so they were longing for the Messiah to come and save them. There was also something called the Pax Romana, or the Roman peace. The Roman government was in charge, and they were actually pretty good at governing people. They had a, a good and stable government. They built really good roads. They maintained them well. There was just a general peace in the empire, which, of course, also made it good for the sharing of God's good news across that empire. Now, while Rome had conquered militarily, Greece had conquered culturally. 
The Greek language was, spoke, was the language of trade across the empire, much like English is the same way in our world today. People could speak and understand that language all across the empire. Again, this paved the way for the sharing of the good news of the Savior. Even the, the New Testament of the Scriptures was written in this common Greek language. Now, those are all good thoughts. But finally, God hasn't told us why he sent Jesus exactly when he did. Our God says, My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are your ways my ways, declares the Lord. His reasons are his own, hidden in his perfect mind. What we need to understand and believe is that at just the right time, at the moment that God chose, our Lord Jesus was born. Not a second too soon and not a second too late. Like the husband who waits for that, that perfect moment on Christmas Eve evening when the kids have gone to bed and everything's nice and quiet to pull out the beautiful diamond bracelet that he's purchased for his wife. And no, honey, this is not a hint of things that are coming. <laughs> God, waited, God waited for exactly the right moment to send his unspeakable gift. And my friends, that gift is not just timely. It was exactly the gift that we need. When the time had fully come, God sent his son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law. These words are so familiar to us that it can be easy to miss the miracle that they describe. God's son, God himself, born of a woman. We call this the incarnation. Think of the word carnivore or flesh eater. God himself, the creator of the universe, took on human flesh in the womb of a lowly virgin girl and became like one of his creatures that he created. The Almighty God became a helpless little child. God had to be dressed and fed and burped and have his diaper changed. Now, why was this awesome miracle necessary? He was born under law to redeem those under law. You see, Jesus had to be man in order to be subject to God's laws, which he made for us. God is not subject to his own laws. For example, God cannot be guilty of stealing because everything belongs to him in the first place. He owns the entire world. So God became man so that he would be subject to the laws that God demands us to obey. But of course, we don't obey them, do we? By nature, we are lawbreakers. Day in and day out, we fail. We break God's laws. And in so doing, we earn for ourselves an eternal prison sentence. But Jesus came and obeyed the law perfectly, and so he earned our pardon. For more than 30 years, Jesus walked in holy perfection. He obeyed the law perfectly as our substitute, and his obedience, my friends, counts for us. That's why Jesus was born. But he was born for another reason, too. He was born to redeem those under law. Now, the price for our redemption, the price that was required to set us free from our slavery to sin and death and Satan was unimaginable. It was the sacrifice of the perfect life of the Son of God. This is what Peter tells us. It was not with perishable things, such as silver or gold, that you were redeemed, but with the precious blood of Christ, a lamb without blemish or defect. Jesus had to be man so that he could make that sacrifice, so that he could shed his blood and die on the cross to pay for our sins. But... This man never, ever stopped being God. 
If he had stopped being God, then we would not be saved. This is what the psalmist tells us. No man can redeem the life of another or give to God a ransom for him. The ransom for a life is costly. No payment is ever enough. No mere man could make a payment that would count for billions upon billions of sinners. That required the sacrifice of the God-man. You see, Jesus' divine nature gave infinite value to his sacrifice, and that's why John could call him the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. There's a scene in the movie Apollo 13 that kept popping into my head as I thought about these things. In that scene, there's an expert on the news, and he's explaining the requirements for the stricken Apollo 13 spacecraft to be able to re-enter Earth's atmosphere safely. And he has a couple of props in his hands, and he said, okay, if this basketball was the Earth and this softball was the moon, and we placed them 14 feet apart, the crew would have to hit a target as thin as this piece of paper. In other words, their aim would have to be perfect. My friends, our God's requirements for our salvation were very specific and very narrow. But our God also has perfect aim. He required perfect obedience to his law and complete payment for sin, and only the God-man Jesus Christ could provide both of them, and he did. He was born of woman, born under law, a completely unique individual, the only Savior. No one could do what Jesus did. Only Jesus could do it. What a perfect gift and what perfect results come for us. When the time had fully come, God sent his Son, born of a woman, born under law, to redeem those under law, that we might receive adoption to sonship. In Paul's day, the inheritance passed to the male heirs, and the firstborn son received a double portion of that inheritance. Well, my friends, because God sent Jesus at just the right time, because Jesus the God-man lived and died and rose again for us, all of us, men and women, young and old, we are all like firstborn sons in God's family. We are the heirs of all his eternal riches. So just what is it? that we inherit? Well, in a word, everything. The whole nine yards, the whole kit and caboodle. We inherit every single blessing that our Lord Jesus won for us on the cross. He is truly the gift that keeps on giving. Because of that baby lying there in the manger, we have the forgiveness of our sins. Which ones? The really bad ones? Or the obvious ones that everybody can see and notice? No. All of them, every last one. The blood of Jesus, God's Son, purifies us from all sin. It is finished. Jesus made the full payment for us. Because of that little baby lying there on the ox's lunch, we have a new life and a new relationship with our God. We are no longer God's enemies. Because Jesus has ended that war, he signed the peace treaty in his holy and precious blood. And so God is our Father and also our friend. And as our father and friend, he speaks to us in his word, and he listens to us, and he answers us when we pray, and he provides for all our needs. He protects us and watches over us. He promises blessing upon blessing upon blessing for us. He even uses the tough times for our good. Because of that little baby lying there in that humble earthly cradle, we can look forward to a heavenly home 
a place where disaster and disease and disappointment and death are always in the rearview mirror, and instead, a life of perfect peace and utter contentment in the presence of our God stretches out endlessly before us. My friends, you're not going to find the perfect gift in the toy store or in a jewelry box or in the garage with a great big bow on it or under the Christmas tree. The perfect gift is found only in the manger. Thanks be to God that he so carefully wrapped up his son in our human flesh, placed him in the manger, sent him at exactly the right time for us and for our salvation. Yes, my friends, what a perfect gift. Amen. Please stand. The peace of God which transcends all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Amen. Please remain